0: honest you know deep down you're here for more you feel the calling there's something you're here to do but as soon as you start working on yourself life interrupts and you're zapped back to reality i feel like you're stuck in the messy middle the space between being a mom and this deeply profound spiritual being but what if i told you you don't have to choose one side or the other that you can exist in both hi i'm kate i'm a neurospicy, spicy conscious mama human design projector and shaman here to guide you into raising the vibration of the collective one small practice at a time I invite you to let me guide you on this journey of growth, healing, and expansion. I'll equip you with the tools and the resources to be your own healer, to strengthen your discernment and give you the actual tangible embodiment pieces that you can apply in your day-to-day life, in the little moments between making dinner, picking up your kids, or whatever it is for you, because your spiritual growth doesn't have to be another thing on your to-do list. Pop your earbuds in, and let's pretend each episode is our weekly commitment to join each other on my virtual couch for deep conversations about things like how the patriarchy serves no one, embracing your feminine energy in an actual tangible way, and what it's like to actually break generational trauma so you can know yourself deeply, shed your old self, and move into this new paradigm. Don't let your spiritual growth sit in a box collecting dust in the attic of your mind. Let's navigate it together in the space between. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Space Between podcast. I am just loving connecting with so many of you, having great conversations. I've had so many great conversations with so many of you around last week's episode around navigating life, being an empath. So many of you have been resonating with it, so many of you are feeling really empowered a lot of you were like, I didn't even know I was an empath. And then I started doing these clearing techniques and all of a sudden things have shifted for me. So I'm so, so excited. I did wanna just, before we dive into to, into today's episode, is to just expand a little bit more from last week's episode. So if you haven't already, go check that one out. A couple people had asked me like, what do you recommend for having crystals that support you? And when I first started out, crystals that really supported me as an empath were protective crystals. So I wore a black torlamine pendant for a long time before I felt very strong in my ability to protect myself. You know, as I was initiated as a shaman, there was more protective, more protection given to me at that time. And so that's what I recommend to so many of you. I also enjoy having clear quartz um, in all of my windows in my house. And then I also keep clear quartz in my car as well. So just a couple little tidbits I wanted to add to that for you. All right. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. It's going to be a little bit longer of an episode. So buckle up, you might need to listen to this in a few digestible pieces. So what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to walk you through the process of of actually pivoting, feeling the pull to maybe step into deeper alignment. There's some soul growth that needs to happen. But you've maybe are just feeling like things are no longer in alignment. So when people come to me, wanting to work with me wanting to do this soul growth, they're usually in a few different places. So either they've hit a place of rock bottom, right? And they're like, I can't see any way out of this, right? They have maybe felt a pull in like, hmm, my business is no longer feeling aligned. There's things going on in my life. Like maybe you're aware of karmic cycles or patterns that keep playing out and you're ready to make a change, right? You're feeling like, I don't want to keep living my life like this, right? You're feeling called to pivot. You're feeling called to make make a shift, right? The other piece is, you are trying to create something. You are stepping into a new version of yourself. You're needing to shed old identities and old pieces of yourself to step like deeper into that alignment and that most authentic version of yourself. Okay? So what actually happens here is a death. Okay? A death of who you used to be. A death of beliefs. A death of ways it used to identify yourself. Okay. And we as a society are very death phobic. I think it's getting better, but it just we are afraid of death. We're we're scared of change, right? And this is where the whole idea of the comfort zone comes in, right? When we're like, okay, what well you can't grow in your comfort zone. Your new life's gonna cost you your old one, right? And that sounds scary. And it and it can be, right? So that's why you have to be in a place where you're like ready to make this change. Where like there is no other option for me. I like, who do I want to be in a year, five years, ten years, right? Like those of you with a growth mindset that are doing this from a place of like conscious alignment and awareness, right? Not trying to outgrow or out hustle, you know, things you need to work on, right? Because that stuff will come up. That stuff will come up in this process and journey, right? So getting ready to death this piece of yourself. Okay, or this identities or whatever it is, right? Now, one of the ways that I really got more comfortable with the process of death is doing is is embracing my feminine, like the feminine cycles. Okay, so as we live in a patriarchal society, we twenty four hour day, seven days a week, the rise and grind, the go go go, there is no cyclical piece to that, right? When you start to lean into the energy of like a spring and a summer and an autumn and a winter, like death is inevitable, right? It happens and it has to happen for spring to happen. It has to go all these cycles, right? So one of the most powerful ways that I started getting comfortable with death was tapping into my own cycles, right? Tapping into my own changes in energy, tapping into my own seasons of spring, summer, autumn, winter, Right? So it's just a way that you can just kind of shift your perspective and a way to start to notice and get more comfortable with the cycles and changes of things, right? Now, that's over time. That's that's the integration and embodiment piece, right? But knowing that that's the first piece of this is the shedding, okay, in the shamanic medicine path, we were talking about like the first level of um, walking the medicine wheel is that of shedding, okay? Like you're a snake shedding its skin, stepping into something different, Okay. Now, with that deathing, there's going to be an ego death that comes with that, right? Your ego is going to be trying to keep you safe. You're going to feel pretty unregulated. Okay. Your nervous system is going to be like, what is going on? I don't feel safe. This isn't safe, right? So, the biggest piece of this is nervous system regulation. So, being able to have a toolkit with things that allow you to feel grounded while your feet are coming out from underneath of you, right? Which is tricky, right? So again, I will always send you back to grounding meditations. It is a way to regulate your nervous system and tap into feeling supported and nurtured and tap into what's true and available. It taps into your root chakra, which is going to provide that safety and security, okay? It's an immediate way to regulate your nervous system, okay? Calling out your ego, having conversations with your ego, knowing that this is part of the process, right? Right? having support, I recommend support when you're navigating something like this, right? That's what I'm offering right now is to join, I'm going to do a little tangent here, um, to join the collective, which is a sacred space, to be in with other people going through the same thing, to feel supported on your journeys of this deathing and rebirthing of whatever change you're navigating, okay, to call them what it is that you want, to step in to greater levels of inner child healing, you know, doing the cycle breaking work, all of those things, right? So getting comfortable with the uncomfortable pieces of shedding and deathing, being able to regulate your nervous system, okay, energy clearing techniques, things like that. Okay, the next piece that I want to speak to you about is clearing, okay, so as we're deathing, we're shedding, we're also stepping into the energy of clearing things, right? You're, you're clearing old identities and and I can support you with that on a level um, energetically of clearing, you know, becoming detached from, you know, maybe energetic cords of old identities and old stories and things like that. That's something that's that's what I do, right? So that's what I can assist you with if that's something you want support on. But starting to clear things out, okay, clear things out of your physical world will also help to clear things out of your energetic space. So I really believe in the power. Of making space for what it is that you want. So something I recommend to people that work with me that are going through this change is to start to declutter. Okay, so how can you get rid of things that are no longer serving this old version of yourself? So maybe that's clothes, maybe that's donating clothes, selling clothes. What is something that you can do in your life that's going to clear that space, that's going to make way for that space? Okay, now that's on the more physical level. Okay, Now, the next piece of this is one of the most powerful practices I think you can do is to move into a forgiveness practice. Okay. You've maybe heard about this before from other people. Um, there's quite a few, um, things floating around the ether in and around a forgiveness practice, but this was a very pivotal transformative piece of things in two folds. First of all, it creates space. Okay. Second of all, it forces you or allows you to sit in the energy of no longer being the victim. So I'm going to talk to you quickly about the triangle of disempowerment. So in order for this triangle to work, there has to be a victim, a perpetrator, and a rescuer. Okay, so those three roles have to be filled. What is super, super powerful about a forgiveness practice is it allows you to step out of this victim this, out of this triangle of disempowerment, right? It allows you to no longer be the victim. Because if there's a victim, then there has to be a perpetrator and there needs to be a rescuer, right? This forgiveness practice that I speak to allows you to sit in that place of neutrality. It allows you to step out of that triangle of disempowerment. So it could be something as simple as, let's just say, let's just say you maybe have a strange relationship with your parents, right? I mean, our parents did the best they could, that conversation is nuanced, but let's just stick with what we can tangibly work with here. Okay. So, so maybe your parents did some things growing up that shaped you into who you are today in a way that doesn't feel supportive, right? They were neglectful, not there for you emotionally. A lot of us millennials are going through that right now, right? So, starting on that journey by simply writing it out, saying, Dad, thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. I forgive you. Okay. Is super powerful. I don't want you just to write it out, right? I want you to sit with it. And it might take time for you to be able to actually say those words or to be able to write them out. And this is a process, right? This isn't, it's not like one day you're going to do all these things and they're going to be done, right? This is a, I'm walking you through a journey here. Okay. I'm giving you the tangible things to be able to start out on this process, right? So what's it going to take? What are you going to have to come to terms with? What are you going to have to face? What are you going to have to reflect on to be able to get to a place to, to forgive someone? Start by forgiving yourself. Think of a situation. I'm sure you can think of one right now that makes you feel a little cringe. You're like, ooh, that wasn't who I wanted to be. Uh, I wish I would have showed up differently. How can you just put your hand on your heart? like I did the best I could at the time with what I knew. I can only do the, only do the best for myself at the time for, for what I had the knowledge and power around, right? So how can you maybe start there? Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. And I forgive you. It's really powerful. It's really, really powerful. So that's a piece of the forgiveness practice. Okay, which is an integral part of this journey. Okay. Stepping out of that triangle of disempowerment and allowing yourself to look at things neutrally. And it doesn't mean, again, forgiving someone doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it didn't affect you. What it means is it takes the energetic hold it has on you. You're able to look at that and be like, this happened to me. It affected me in some way, shape, or form but it's not going to come with me where I'm going, right? Until you deal with your past, it's going to define your future. So in order to step into your future, you have to let go of something. You can't carry a suitcase full of boulders around. You start. You have to unpack that suitcase. And that's what we're doing. We're unpacking that suitcase. You're going to feel a lot lighter, right? So ha- having a forgiveness practice. So clearing things, clearing things physically is really powerful, clearing things energetically, right? And this is a way to do that. Okay, now the next piece that I want to speak to you about is starting to anchor in what it is that you do want. Now, when my mentors used to talk about, if you don't know what you want, start with what you don't want. Okay? I don't want to feel stressed. I, I, I don't want to feel chaotic on the inside. I don't want to keep reliving patterns. I don't want to be struggling. I don't want to be suffering. Okay. So you can start by writing out like, what do I want? And let it be fun. Let it come to you be like, Ooh, I wonder what this could look like. Like dream big. Like it's just, we're just thinking we're just, we're just playing here. Right. Start to play in the realms of like, what do I want? Okay. And more, more importantly, how do I want to feel? Okay. I always go back. I love recommending the desire map by Daniel Laporte. It's such a great, great resource to step into desire mapping. Now, when it comes to anchoring in what you do want, this starts to play into the ego again, start to identify as someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable tapping into desire. What is your relationship with pleasure? What is your relationship with things being good? This is where a lot of self-sabotage, self-sabotage starts to tap, come in. I'm not worthy of of things being good, I'm not worthy of joy and pleasure and happiness, and this is the shadow work. This is this is the piece of things, right? Another great recommendation. Um, the name has escaped me, but um, the idea of ex- existential kink, so that we are actually turned on and attracted to the things that do not serve us, right? And that's the shadowy piece of this, right? In what ways does this serve me? So this is what I see a lot is that people are like, I'm done. I'm tired of my life feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want things going this way. I want something better. But that better challenges everything you believe to be true about yourself. It challenges your identities. It challenges your relationships. Who would I be if I'm successful? Who would I be if things worked out? Who would I be if I didn't have to struggle and suffer? Oh, I don't know who that person is. That's scary. I don't deserve that. I don't relate to that. I've never had it modeled for me. Can't go there. And that's what your ego is going to try to do. It's going to try to push back on that, right? Surrounding yourself with expanders is a really great way to create new neural pathways that this is safe, that it's safe, that it's possible. So surround yourself with expanders as much as you can, okay? On social media, who are people that are doing the things you want to do? What makes you feel like, oh my gosh, they are proof that I can have the life that I want? Now I like to start to do this with little embodiment ways. How can I feel safe with pleasure? How can I feel safe with joy? What are little ways that I can do this that remind me and my nervous system that I am worthy of good things and that this is safe, right? And it can be as simple as enjoying that first sip of coffee or whatever your beverage of choice is and just Sitting for a moment in the energy of bliss. And how can you add more moments of that in your life? Now I'm going to go back to a practice that I use again and again and again. Set alarms on your phone for a day. And sit in the energy for like 30 seconds, one minute of bliss and joy and pleasure and if you want to step into a pleasure practice, a self-pleasure practice, you do that too. It's a conversation for another day, I'm sure. We will have that conversation. But how can you step into more moments of allowing yourself to feel those good feelings, those feel-good feelings? Dropping that grounding cord again, tapping into the energy of Mother Earth is really, really powerful. I also love tapping into the energy of Pacha Papa, of Father Sky and the Sun, healing that relationship to my masculine, facing that sun, feeling supported by that sun, feeling good, help to heal that as well. Okay, so I'm just giving you little snippets here. But training your brain and your nervous system to understand that feeling good is safe. All right, as Gabby Bernstein says, it's, it's good to feel good. But we have such a resistance to that. As the human condition, right? There's the cha- the chaos and order theory, right? We want things to be chaotic so we can get some order. And then once we have order, we want chaos, especially with ADHD. It's like we don't know what to do with this. Play in the nuances of that as well, right? It doesn't mean anything like I'm still going to be dopamine seeking and I'm still going to procrastinate on things. And I'm still going to have to tap into my systems and my toolkit to be able to regulate myself in this way, right? And it's a balance of all of it. But how can you start to anchor in the concept of feeling good and knowing that the future version of yourself or the one you're stepping into is not going to be like this all the time right but how can you expand your capacity for pleasure how can you expand your capacity for joy how can you expand your capacity for non-suffering for non-chaos right that's the point here and the lover girl archetype of me is like this is the fun where you do the the shadow work and you like look in the mirror and you see all the things that you maybe feel cringe about all the things that you like don't like about yourself and you step into this place of self-acceptance and you start to anchor in all the beautiful, messy, authentic pieces of yourself. Like that's the magic, right? That's the magic. Okay. And the last piece I'm going to speak to here is starting to step into this integration, right? So you've maybe made all these changes and now you have to go out in the world and and take a aligned action and do what you said you were going to do and say what you said you were going to, you know, show up in the world the way that you said that you were going to, and you're going to be met with opportunities. They're going to probably come across as tests and challenges. But I want you to be aware that there's going to be opportunities presented to you to be able to step into what you said that it is that you want to turn into, or what it is that you want to transform. Be on the lookout. Okay? The other piece of things is that things might start, things that you thought you had dealt with will probably come to the surface. Things might feel a little bit chaotic And that's when most people stop. They're like, oh, I started, you know, changing my life and now all of a sudden everything's a mess. It's like, yeah, because what was working was this well oiled machine with all these cogs and wheels and things. And then you went and made a change. So now it's trying to recalibrate. So it's going to be a little bit wobbly. It's going to be a little bit wonky. That's part of the process. It's normal. Okay. So be prepared for that. I I had something. Yesterday, there was just stupid things. I dropped um, the bottle of toothpaste in my sink that I was in the middle of like draining the sink, and it that splashed everywhere. I was like, "That was that was dumb." Now I had all this stuff all over the all over the bathroom. I needed to clean up, and I just find that there's I'm like I'm clumsier, and has nothing to do with like yeah maybe there's an ADHD piece of that too. But I just find that more things go wrong, like little things. My my door won't close on my van, or like, locked the store, and things like like silly things that are just like, something's off. I was like, whew, I am on to something. I'm on to something. The revelation I had a few days ago, I must be on the right track because I've thrown off the way of things. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, again, that's nuanced, right? I mean, people attract chaos to into their lives. They're used to that chaos, right? But I know you feel my heart on this, have discernment around that. But when things start to feel weird and there's lots of like things going wrong that are just silly things, I'm like, "Mm -hmm. yep, this is, this is perfect. When you start to do this work and this growth, I always like to use the example of like when you're starting a new skincare regimen and then all of a sudden you're broke out. You're like, what is this? I said I was going to make a change with my life and now everything's going wrong but in order for your skin to clear up, right? Going back to that analogy, sorry. (laughs) In order for your skin to clear up, it has to get rid of all that stuff. And that's what you're doing, right? You're clearing things out. You're getting rid of the gunk, okay? You're you're getting rid of what no longer serves you. So what you're going to step into now is a balance of things, of, of shedding, continually shedding, growing, expanding, being able to zoom out, Take a look at the whole picture. Opportunities to step out of that triangle of disempowerment. Regularly clearing your energy field right, with the support of myself or another practitioner, being able to help you with that. Getting to things on an energetic level is going to help to propel you forward. It's going to be the catalyst for a lot of this work. Being able to keep your energy clean, keep yourself grounded, and, and stepping into more of a place of neutrality. And starting to identify and feel comfortable in this new version of yourself, this new season. Okay. And it's going to be a continual process of deeper alignment and deeper authenticity and deeper embodiment, because your nervous system is still going to be like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, it's not safe to feel this good. Something is going to happen. When is the shoe going to drop?" Right. So it's constantly, not constantly, continually reminding yourself, "This is okay." Regulating your nervous system as you acclimatize to this. Right. You're changing the. T- you're changing your thermostat setting. Right. It's going to feel a little bit too hot some days. It's going to feel a little bit too cold some days. But how can you increase your capacity to be able to turn up that thermostat? All right. This was really fun for me. There was a lot of stuff in there. So if I need to break down pieces of that further, I will in episodes to come. Please, please send me a message on SpeakPipe. I really love connecting with so many of you. You can send me a message on Instagram. Again, if you're interested in being inside a container with other people doing this work, feeling supported, having a space provided for you to go through these changes changes and shifts, to progress forward, to let go of your past, to move into what it is that you want, to feel supported and co-creating your reality, to having a space where you get to be in a state of receptivity, a, s- a sacred space for healing, for intuitive guidance, guidance and for energy healings as well the collective is now open. Our first call starts in March. Send me a message if you're interested to find out more details. It's going to be really, really awesome. Thank you for being here with me today. I hope that this was impactful and profound for you. And we'll talk to you soon again. Bye.